Hi, everybody. Welcome to Fantasy Football Almost Daily. It's Friday. It's the Fanball DFS podcast. I'm here, Matt Harrison, along with Scott Fish, who's mostly here. And we have a special guest today, <laughs> Brian Johnson. Welcome Who's back. even less here? Welcome back to the podcast, Brian. I forgot how to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great to be here. It's great to be here. Well, we're happy you're here. A um, couple things on uh, on the slate at Fanball this week. We have an $8,000 NFL pay dirt contest on the Sunday slate. It's $10 entry. $1,750 go to the first place winner in that contest. Pretty nice little uh, turnaround for your $10 entry fee. Actually, $750 goes to second place. So $8,000 total prize pool. I believe that's our biggest uh, NFL tournament that ever. That is right, our Brian? biggest. Yep. And as always, only uh, 10 entries are allowed per user. So you're not dealing with that 150 shark mess that uh, you see on the other sites. So much better chances of winning some uh, some nice coin in the pay dirt. And then, of course, as always, the Scott Fishbowl GPP has been filling up every week. Every winner is uber excited yep. to earn their entry into the 2018 Scott Fishbowl. People that come in second place are so bummed. They're like, I don't even want this money. <laughs> just give me the entry, right? We have gotten a few of those messages. They, so, uh, so they just wanted it, the Nobody's entry. won it twice, have they? Nope. If they were to win it twice, you only get one entry, right? I think so. I think that's the ruling. Or could, or, could sure. you, or could you gift it to a friend or something? That's, it's Scott's call. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. That's why I'm asking him. Yeah, I, got, no, I, I got the Scott Fish right I, here. I have not put much thought to that, honestly. We probably should have put something like that, something in the rules about that. Actually, yeah. it's probably my call, but I'll let Scott make the call. <laughs> you guys can get together, have a drink at lunch, and make the call. Uh, all right, let's dive right into the slate. Tampa Bay is at Miami in what should have been a week one game is now being played in week 11 due, due to hurricanes. Um, Irma. Irma, yes. Uh, Mike Evans returns from his suspension. Uh, faces a, I mean, it, it says it's a bad matchup on Fanball with seventh ranked uh, wide receiver defense in Miami, but 8,400, I feel like Mike Evans is just due and everybody's going to be off of him this week. It's weird that it says seventh rank, considering the, they have allowed a lot of yards and touchdowns to wide receivers. Yeah, tenth in receptions allowed to wide receivers and the fifth most touchdowns, so maybe we need to check that number out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how many, like, six, five freakazoids that the Dolphins have faced either uh, at wide receiver. So, yeah, I'm with you. But just roll Evans out there. and uh, Even though Fitzpatrick is the quarterback for – it looks to be the rest of the season, unfortunately. But uh, yeah. it's very hard to run on Miami. So it's all about the passing game here. So, yeah, Evans uh, certainly in play. What is he, the second or third priciest? The most expensive wide receiver in the main slate. Yeah. So, yeah, that red seven is going to scare some people away in the high price tag. So, yeah, I think ownership will be low, but uh, I would not I would not hesitate. He is not the most expensive wide receiver tight end, though. No, he yes. is not. <laughs> we'll get to that later. We will get to that later. But staying with the wide receivers – uh, Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker on the other side of the field, uh, 7,400 for Landry and 7,000 for Parker, respectively. They face a great matchup against Tampa this week, too, and I really think both of those guys should be in play in a lot of lineups as well. Yeah, why not just... Uh, it could be a, 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 a passing game stack. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, to. you might as well just stack up um, Dolphins. Cutler has been posting nice numbers now that... Uh, when Devontae Parker returned. Well, and, uh, since Jay Ajayi left, too. They that, stopped relying too. on the run game yep. at all. 
and Julius Thomas has shown signs of life uh, in the last few weeks too. So that's uh, that, that could be a, a borderline Voltron stack right there with uh, any. I know you like Kenny Stills this week. Even he's a he's flying he, under the radar basically. He's, the last he's few sneaky. Weeks. Yeah, he's had seven point seven five targets per game over the last four. I think he's had over sixty yards in three of those as well. Uh, two touchdowns. And Kenny Stills is at a rock bottom price of yep. thirty seven hundred. Right I will now. say Devontae Parker was dinged up. I mean, he's been back for the last couple of weeks, but he was dinged up too. So maybe that part played into it and. Uh, his snaps will go back down, but he's he's been sneaky good recently. If you want to go game stack with either of these quarterbacks as well, Cutler's fifty eight hundred and Fitzpatrick's fifty seven hundred. So uh, you can basically punt your quarterback and have a quarterback in a good matchup with good wide receivers. So I kind of like the idea of of maybe going Voltron in this game. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I like Cameron Brait is an intriguing option uh, in the passing yeah, game for is. Tampa Bay and. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, always, you know, a boomer bust uh, candidate. But, uh, yeah, this could be fairly high-scoring game. And, uh, yeah, I would – I'd like this as a, a game stack option. I like sure. Drake a lot, a, a decent amount in this game, more than people probably – more than most people, I would think. Uh, the five running backs with at least 15 touches against the Bucks, averaging 131 yards per game. And I, I think Drake is much more explosive. Uh, they've allowed seven touchdowns to those running backs. Drake had 15 touches two weeks ago. If he can get up to 15, 16 touches this week, he could be crazy good at, at you know, 4,600. Yeah. Kenyon Drake test. is, yeah, 4,600, as uh, Fish said. Yeah, he looks better than Williams. He like, does. Much better. And, uh, yeah. I think they just trust Williams more in pass pro, and that's why Williams mm-hmm. stays on the field so much. Williams is a bit dinged up, though. He's, he's actually sick this week. Ooh. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, Drake might be in line for a nice cheap play at the running back position. Shall we move on? Let's move. Let's uh, do it. Travis Kelsey is playing the New York <laughs> Giants. Travis Kelsey is 8500 the highest-priced tight end in the history of fanball. The highest-priced pass catcher on the, the main slate, too. Wow. It, it, it's the highest-priced tight end in the history of fanball by about 1500 isn't well, it? I'm sure, but it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's justified. It's justified. Yeah. It really is. Um, I mean, even not, if it's not against the Giants, which is the – the easiest matchup in the history of uh, tight end matchups this season. But um, since the start of last year, Kelsey has more 100-yard games than anyone. Than anyone. That's yeah. including wide receivers, obviously. So he is – yeah, he is, he's, he's money in the bank, basically, and in this matchup. But you know he's not going to score a touchdown in this game. Yeah, he's, watch. the fantasy gods are yeah. going to make it's him gonna the be, one that It's going to be – who is it? Demetrius, Demetrius Harris, Harris or, is the uh, backup tight end. Yeah, Ross, I'm going to guess – Travis or whatever. Yeah, Who's I'm the gonna, other guy? May, maybe – can you go – I would go – or maybe just play all three Kansas City tight ends. Oh, you <laughs> go, go Kansas City. One tight of them end. is scoried. Yeah. So because remember, you can play three tight ends on Fanball. Yeah, why not play all three? I love this idea. It's a good um, way to spend fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah, you, I'll be curious to see his ownership. Percentage. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. Is what's the ownership percentage on Kelsey going to be at eighty five hundred? When who's the who's the next highest guy uh, at the tight end position? Uh, Gronk's at 79 in, 70, a, in a nice Gronk match. is way up there, too, this week. And then Ertz is now at 7,100. You can get a 1,400 savings on Zach Ertz. That seems nuts. These guys are more reliable than the big-name wide receivers this year, it seems like, yeah. especially Ertz and Kelsey. Do you Gronk's put, do you put in a triple tight end stack with Kelsey, Gronk, and Ertz? That's fun. It's hard not to like Gronk a lot this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's stick with this matchup. If you're not going to go... Travis Kels, are you going to play the Kareem Hunt card at all? 
It's been a long time since he scored. Uh, he's been down for a while, but this is a get well matchup. It seems against the Giants, and it's in New York. Yeah, I I, I think I'm trying to get a lot of these players in my lineup. Alex Smith as well. He's he's <laughs> we have we're on every game in the first two games, so you might need to make ten lineups. Yeah, these are only two, yeah, we don't even need to go over the other games. Just play these two. Alex <laughs> Smith. Alex Smith is my. <laughs> Create a two-game slate for this one really quick. Let's go. Jeez. Alex Smith is my top-ranked quarterback this week. Really? The Giants' defense are the worst defense against quarterbacks since week four, allowing over 325 yards a game, multiple touchdowns, so like five out of six. Um, and Alex Smith, when he's faced bottom 10 defenses this year, three of those games he had 300 yards and three touchdowns. Just crushed him. Um, yeah, and he's the 13th priced quarterback this week. Yeah, the Giants have just quit. It's it's pretty pathetic, Honestly. especially on defense. I thought when Gen- Janoris Jenkins came back last week that they might show up in San Francisco and kind of stifle the 49ers a little bit, but no. <laughs> that can't didn't happen. Can't even beat the Niners. Granted, they went east to west, but whatever. That's not enough of an excuse. So, uh, yeah, the the Chiefs could uh, could rickroll the Giants pretty good in this one. So I I, I can't. Yeah, if you're gonna start talking Smith, Hunt, Kelsey, I would throw Tyreek Hill in there too because the the ceiling is incredibly high for him. So if that if those it's guys pop off, yeah, uh, and and he'll probably return a punt too for, for Hunt. A for Hunt, Harrison might be out. Uh, Dame Snacks Harrison mm-hmm. for the Giants. Yep, that's, so that's a, not my nickname. No. Uh, yeah, and then for the Giants, yeah, there's there's Sterling Shepard. I, I will. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I like Shepard at that price, sixty nine hundred. And you know I, who I, I had to pick him up in my for my Scott Fishbowl team because uh, you know it's that's deep deep league as uh, you know of course Scott and mm-hmm. Tavares King. Hmm. Maybe. Interesting. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say I mean, Davis Webb. After <laughs> Shepard's clearly the number one receiver, and Evan Engram pretty much a wide receiver at this point, but Tavares King is the number two receiver for the Giants, and uh, Kansas City's secondary, not very good. Yeah, so I mean, this, think uh, about this. King scored lat- or two weeks ago. I don't know. He's a... Uh, Go ahead. This supports Shepard and King, but definitely Shepard. The Chiefs have allowed the league most in touchdowns, 15. And uh, Shepard, every time he's seen 10 targets, 130-plus yards. He's averaging 11 targets since since he's come back. He, the, 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 the Chiefs gave up that 200-yard game to Cooper and then 100 yards or a touchdown to 13 different wide receivers on the season. Yeah. It's, wow. Yeah, you could easily Voltron this. <laughs> Me. Yeah, Shepard. Uh, Shepard's probably coming in a little. Well, too I don't cheap think you could Voltron the Giants' side. But yeah, you could. You could really have another game stack going. I there. like that. Three weeks ago with Trevor. Two weeks ago, we were like, I, we don't like anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and now this now, week, we like everybody. Should we move on to the next game? Because we're it. not going to like anyone in this game. It's Jacksonville at Cleveland. Nobody in Cleveland is in your starting lineup, right? For sure. And Jacksonville faces Fournette's facing a Cleveland Browns and defense human- that's. Pretty good against the run. Good against the run. Pretty good. They're like best team against the run. <laughs> yeah, like paper. three yards per carry. Yeah. And Fournette missed practice again today. Oh, no. So, Ankle and injury. was complaining about how he had to play in the cold this week. I do love two two things here, though. The Jags defense. And D.D. Westbrook. Well, uh, I was going to say, I was gonna say no. Keelan Cole or oh, D.D. Okay. Westbrook. But Keelan Cole's the safer play. Okay. Um, if, I, if I had to choose one of those two, D.D. Westbrook. You know, expects 200 yards out of himself. If but you're punting a QB, do you try Blake Bortles in this game, who threw 51 passes last week? They're, they're going to have to resort they're, to the run. They're, they're not going to be able to pass. I mean, opposite. vice versa. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to have to resort to passing. So. And yeah, and even if uh, Fournette is somehow ruled out, I wouldn't. People will probably jump on Ivory or maybe even uh, Corey Grant, but th- this 
the, the Browns are legit good against the run. Yeah, they're so very good. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I would. Th- those guys will get chalky real quick, and yeah. I, naked, I, I would fade naked that. Bortles, naked Blake, Blake Bortles. I, I, I think that <laughs> I, I have a tough time putting a lineup together without the Jags defense this week. I, th- I think they're very chalk. Yeah, they will be even at four thousand. Yep, they're definitely uh, the most expensive, but uh, justifiably so. Yep. Yeah, Kaiser is not going to enjoy throwing the football on Sunday. <laughs> All right, we don't have to spend any more time on that game. Arizona is at Houston in the next game in the slate. Uh, we got Blaine Gabbert starting this week. <laughs> yep. I don't care. Give me uh, Against give, Tom Savage. I don't Woo! care. Give me Fitz. I'll take Fitz all day. Yeah. Uh, Houston slot corner, Kareem Jackson, has allowed the most yards in slot coverage despite being 20th in cover snaps. <laughs> so he just gives up huge plays. Uh, he also has 129.5 rating in his coverage, so – you gotta like Fitz here. Uh, he's still seen plenty of volume without Carson. Palmer. He's the only Cardinal, really. Yeah, twenty-three I mean, targets over the Gresham's last. Gresham's a sneaky deep play, but there are lots of those. So yeah, but so uh, yeah, Fitz. And Fitz then on the other side, auto for me. Hopkins, just because he's getting so much volume. Yep. He's he's the entire offense since Deshaun Watson. Seven point six targets per half. That's more than most wide receivers get in a whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but he does draw Pat Pete, or he should. Yeah, he draws Pat Pete, and he's eight thousand. That's exactly why I love Bruce Ellington, who's going to be pushed to the outside. And seven of the ten touchdowns, wide receiver touchdowns against the Cardinals, come from that second receiver, Bruce Ellington. Eight targets last week, I believe, something like that. Here's Brucey. And he comes in at three K, I believe, right? Bare minimum price. Back to Hopkins, real quick. If you're running multiple lineups. He's going to be very low owned, I suspect. Yeah. I Just because he, of Pat Pete, but yeah. uh, he still has the potential to pop off in this yep. game. He does in any matchup, so I, I like him especially, coming in, especially like, in a home game. Yep, in yeah. a home game, and uh, yeah, he's not guaranteed to have a big game by any means, and he could he could wet the bed. But I think he's a good contrarian play this week. You always got to love getting stars like that at very low ownership, even with Tom Savage as your quarterback. <laughs> Detroit is at Chicago in the next matchup. Uh, Bears defense has been solid to say the least mm-hmm. all year, especially at home. Uh, especially at home, is, is anybody? I mean, and and the Lions, frankly, have been a team that has really switched to being on Matthew Stafford's arm the last few mm-hmm. weeks. They they're 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 going to live and die with Stafford, which sucks because among quarterbacks with at least twenty five attempts, he's the worst red zone quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> they do have problems in the red zone. So is there anybody on the Detroit side, specifically in the passing game, that you feel confident in at all? I mean, is it Marvin Jones down at six thousand? Is that is that the guy that you want to go give a shot to or? Nothing. It's hard not to like Jones lately, but I just don't really like much at all in this game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah, I don't like it either. The Bears' defense, this is in Chicago, correct? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I've looked at weather, but uh, yeah. Inman got eight targets last week, and he's clearly identified himself as the Bears' top receiver, but he's going to get Slay probably. So He's going on the Slay ride? And, uh, uh, if Slay shadows, but he'll see Slay some of the time, possibly. It's Jordan like Howard, anything. you certainly cannot touch him uh, no. after a bad game and in, in a really bad matchup. So he's, I don't like anything. He's here. on the pine for sure. Yeah, def- there's really nothing on the Bears to like, like you said. And yeah, the Lions. All right. No, no, let's go. Screw it. Move yeah. on. Washington is at New Orleans. Uh, this isn't your old, old school Saints team anymore. They're running the ball like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um Alvin Kamara, 7,800, and Mark Ingram at 8,100. Both have to be kind of intriguing if you plan on paying for running backs because 
Washington's middle of the pack against against running backs, but they got dinged a little bit by uh, Latavius Murray last week. He was getting big chunks yardage in that Viking game. And, I mean, everybody scored on the ground for the Saints last, last week. And, frankly, at home, they're – they're great at scoring points. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, not only could you have played Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara last week in the same lineup, you could have played whoever that third st- third string running back. You could have played all three running backs for the Who's Saints. Trey Edmonds, just yeah, Trey Edmonds, and then been pretty feeling pretty good about yourself. And I, I don't see why you can't play Ingram and Kamara again because, like you said, the, the Saints' identity is just totally flip flop. They're both in my top ten still this week. Uh, they they run the ball a lot and they play very good defense. But we we talked about. The, that very good defense has not really been tested much in the last no, they six, haven't. seven weeks. And, and they faced they faced the like worst three quarterbacks. good quarterbacks this season. It was it was Sam Bradford in week one, it was Tom Brady in week two, and it was Matthew Stafford in about week five. And he had a good game. And he had a good game. All like three hundred and two or so. Three of them topped three hundred yards and threw for three touchdown passes. Okay, three, yeah. In the other games, they faced yep. Cam Newton, who was injured in week three, Jay Cutler. Uh, Trubisky. Brett Hundley, Trubisky, Jameis Winston, who was injured and left that game. Uh, that was the uh, Mike Evans getting suspended game. Ryan Fitzpatrick came in. And then Tyrod Taylor, who was benched after last week's performance. So they, they haven't faced quarterbacks that are even average. Yeah. So maybe this is the time to go naked breeze. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling it. Uh, the last three yeah. games, 28. <laughs> I'm feeling that naked breeze. <laughs> Uh, 28 pass attempts, 27, 25. I, I, I saw Charch had a tweet that, like, the last time Breeze had three straight games under 30 pass attempts was, like, fifth grade or something like that. Like, but it's got to change. And, uh, Middle school, for sure. Yeah, people are going to be definitely be looking at Kamara and Ingram for, for all the right reasons. But, yeah, this could so be a time if we, where if, if, we think if, that the if Washington game flow can score, yeah. And Washington can score, and New Orleans can't hold the ball on the ground. Maybe this is a breeze game. I think it's starting to feel like a breeze game, and he's priced up there where you know people are going to be liking Dak and Wentz and Brady right in his range, even Derek Carr. Breeze is probably the least enticing guy there, even though he's he's in a good At spot. 7,400, yeah. And uh, it's tough to stack. Well, not tough to stack, but you you got to worry about Michael Thomas against Josh Norman, even Norman, even though Norman got just Do absolutely... you have to worry about Josh Norman anymore? Yeah, I don't know. Not after last week. Man, he had an awful game, but... Uh... But Michael Thomas, he hasn't scored in five straight weeks, but nine receptions, eight s- receptions, seven, seven, and he's topped 65 yards in each of them. Yep. Top, he had one seven. Seven receptions yeah. and 60 yards in like five, six, seven straights. Yeah, like so seven, seven times this year. He, he's high-end price, but he's pretty safe at the floor. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. he is. He, but at 8,200, like he has to score this week, or at least he's got to catch. Yeah. Ten passes for 150 yards, but yeah, he's got to he's got to find the end zone uh, to justify that price tag. So I, I don't hate I don't hate the play, but I don't know. I just kind of like rolling Breeze out there and just hoping mm-hmm. it turns into one of those games where he throws the ball 40 times. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins in your lineup at 6200? Mm, Saints pass defense, it, it, but Mar- no, is I know this a real Saints pass. Defense? I know, but Marshawn Lattimore on watching him is just unreal good. He completely shuts down people. So yeah. I think that there is some legitimacy to it. I, I I agree, terrible quarterbacks, but Lattimore is legit, and I th- I think that uh, he will be capped a little bit. Then again, who's Lattimore going to face? I mean, Doxon. <laughs> so Terrell Pryor, let's you know, talk Terrell Pryor with, with Kelly with Kelly out. I mean. Like P. Ryan should get more snaps Terrell at 3,900. Right? Oh, yeah. Right, is, that, is that still my Twitter name? I, I think have, that's your Twitter name right uh, now. I probably should change it. 
Uh, I'm losing followers. Chris Thompson <laughs> down to 4,700, though. Yep. Uh, he's kind of an interesting play if you're going to punt the uh, running back position. Yeah, or P. Ryan at 3,900. Yeah. Should be in for 12 to 15 carries. But uh, New Orleans is a top 10 run D, so it's, it is what it is. I just think Thompson's really involved in this game. He is. So. He's involved all over. So. All right. It's time for us to take a quick break. Ugh. And we're going to hear an ad now for Ooh. the item that Scott Fish is buying for Brian Johnson for Secret Santa this year. Mm. You ruined I, it. I, oh, I, no. hope, I hope he lets us use them together. Okay, let's listen in. Oh, are you guys going to use that together or separate? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> don't those ads rotate too? So, yeah. Oh, boy. Who knows? <laughs> we, we don't know what, Who exactly knows what, what it was. Is. That's why it's so much fun. Yep. It's going to be the best Christmas ever. <laughs> it sure will. Uh, Wasn't it? AIDS test one time or HIV test. I don't know. I remember that like a year or two. Did somebody ago. tweet you that or something, or did you hear it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably my favorite game of the week is the Los Angeles Rams and Jared Goff facing uh, Minnesota, the Vikings in Minnesota, and Case Keenum in a revenge game revenge against game. the Rams. Nice. I like it. Brian, do you really like the revenge angle for Case Keenum at 6,400? Not really, although I do like Keenum, but the real revenge, he should really want revenge on that dumbass Jeff Fisher, who's obviously <laughs> the worst coach in NFL history <laughs> after seeing what the Rams are doing once once they you know, they kicked him to the curb. But yeah, Keenum, Keenum looks legit. I, don't, I, I was shocked to see guys who claim to uh, be like Vikings insiders thinking that Keenum would not start this game. How would that be possible? They're 7-2 and two and he's lighting it up. Like, come on. He would have had Teddy to play Bridgewater way... hasn't played in two years. He would have had to play way worse. Yeah, he's, he's got to really, really wet the bed to uh, to lose that job. But yeah, it's a great matchup. Uh, the Rams, the one thing they really can't do well, it seems, is uh, stop the pass. So when, when Diggs is healthy and Thielen is looking... Looking real good. I mean, yeah, I'm liking Keenum this week at that price. It's funny. We came into the year thinking Tremaine Johnson was, you know, highly rated, and he's allowed like the fifth or sixth most yards. I think he's only surrendered one touchdown, but he's he's letting up yards in huge chunks. Uh, Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs priced only 100 apart. Thielen at 76 and Diggs at 75. Uh, Both are kind of now in the upper echelon of wide receivers on Fanball. And, uh, I think Thielen put the league on alert last week and, and let everybody know that you better believe it. This is real. Um, either of these guys going to crack your lineup this week? Mm, I just uh, probably other values elsewhere. If you had 10, I, I, I feel you had like 10 this, lineups going in the, this lineup in the, could, in the big $10 one and you were going to drop a hondo on that thing, would you have Thielen in one, two? Oh, I'd have Thielen in a couple probably, yeah. Okay. But it's uh, it's just one of those things where a lot of the Sharps believe this is going to be a low-scoring game, even though these are two very potent offenses when, they, when they're when they on. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not – I think it's a risk. I think it's a risk. I think it could be a low-scoring game. Over on the – Yeah, no, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I agree. I do, but I, I don't know, though. I, I would either go all in or all out. Like if Keenum – I would go Keenum digs. Thielen, maybe even Rudolph. Who knows? Rudolph's at five grand. Nah, that's there's a lot of there's a lot of tight end plays that I like this yeah. week. Yeah, we got um, you got to play all three Chiefs tight ends. That's true. <laughs> yeah, um, we only allow three. You can't get any more. It was interesting seeing Latavius Murray get more of the touches last week. He's at fifty five hundred, but is Jarek McKinnon still the guy that you want to play if you're going to play a Vikings running back at fifty eight? No. 
the, the, those prices are just both too high for guys that are pretty much in a platoon right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't they're, uh, it's yeah. tough to figure out how to how to how to work that one. On the other side of the ball, Todd Gurley is not in a platoon. He's eighty six hundred. Is he? He's one of the most expensive players this week. He is the most expensive running back, despite a, a tough matchup. Yeah, it's a really so. tough matchup. So yeah, um, I don't know. Are there any? Uh, is Everson Griffin? He Griffin has practiced this week. Okay. I know that. I don't know so. if there's. Yeah, I'm not uh, too uh, up to date on injuries uh, for anyone in the NFL right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Gurley will be a contrarian play this week. But um, it's a risky one for sure at that price tag. And uh, on the road in Minnesota, a very, very tough place to play. Yeah, and we've been stingy on the pass-catching side of running backs. So, uh, yeah, he seems like just a Which hard fade. for him. Vikings have allowed only 72 rushing yards to running backs per game this year. Yeah, yeah. I don't I – don't, yeah. This is, so do you think that the, that the Rams league. offense goes through Jared Goff then? 6,900, and then his wide receivers, Robert Woods, who's just on fire – the last couple of games at 6,100. Sammy Watkins, who has the potential to hit a home run at any given time at 58. You would think Watkins will see most roads. Here's the thing about, here's the thing about that, that people aren't realizing is that Robert Woods has faced a top 30 cornerback 40% of the time this year. That's third most in the league. He's seen a lot of top coverage, but most people don't realize that they think it's usually Watkins because it was early in the season. How did he do against the top cover corner? He's been doing pretty well. Has he? Everyone knows that. (laughs) I I wouldn't be shocked. (laughs) I I wouldn't be shocked if, if, if Rhodes just stayed on the left considering how good both those guys can be but maybe not i don't know yeah i yeah i, I don't know I, I could see this being a very low scoring game but if, if one offense is going to do well here i think it would be the vikings just because i don't know the rams have to fall to earth at some point but so the vikings Goff, i'm a little more worried about i or not Goff. excuse me cup um i wrote about this earlier this week but cup has the vikings have are, have not allowed a lot of yards to the slot this year and uh, I think most of them under 30 yards. Like I know Golden Tate had under 30 yards and Juju did and, and a couple other notable ones that I'm blanking on right now. Uh, so even though, and even though uh, Cup has 15 red zone targets this year, he's only scored three times. So uh, he's not converting them. So I'm a little worried about him in this game. Uh, I'd probably go to one of the other guys. We've been hanging in this game for a long time. Let's move on. It's yeah. Baltimore, Green Bay in the next game. And what should be just a barn burner of who can score less, uh, Joe Flacco versus Brett Hundley. Uh, let's start on the Packers side where the Wizard knocked Jordy Nelson down to 6,100 this week. And I, for one, still think, too that, high. think that's a fantastic price. And it makes Jordy <laughs> at least somewhat interesting to bring back into play. It's still too high for Is me. it still too high? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah it, this year, it's not. Uh, it's good that it's finally down there, though. Um, you don't want uh, you don't really want to target wide receivers against the Ravens this year, and that's how it's always been, right? In the last like fifteen, twenty years, practically. But the last couple of years, their secondary has been uh, pretty soft. But uh, they've righted the ship there, and yeah, we're, I'm not sold on Brett Hundley at all. So I'm not really looking at any of the the Packers wide receivers here. The the real intrigue is if you want to roll uh, Jamal Williams out there, who. Uh, is not he's cheap and and I saw a tweet that came out right before we started this that Mike McCarthy says Ty Montgomery's probably not going to yeah. go this week. He's more on the edge of doubtful 
than anything. So it's Jamal Williams, and it's probably Aaron Ripkowski. Watch, Devontae Mays is the one. We don't, <laughs> we don't see it coming, and it's Mays. <laughs> uh, no, but, yeah, that's 4700 is a good price for the presumed starter for yeah, the Packers. That, yeah, and he, he probably he, – the news – well, it seemed like he was going to be the starter, so that's why the Wizard priced him up a little bit. I bet you he's uh, much cheaper on some other sites, but 4700 is still uh, a good value for the presumed starter. But, uh, yeah, he's the only Packer I'm really – even contemplating. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, Danny Woodhead returns this week. He's also at 4,700. Alex Collins is still uh, presumed to be the starter there and take most of the handoffs in this yep. game. He's at 4,900 against the Packers defense that frankly isn't very good against the run. Yeah, Alex Collins is a guy I I, I kind of like this week. What's his price there? 4,900? 49. Yeah, there have Don't been. Don't you listen to the podcast? I should have. I, I should have. Uh, there have been eleven running backs to have at least fourteen touches against the Packers, which I think Alex Collins is easily in line for this week. Ten of those eleven had either a hundred yards or a touchdown. Yeah, okay. he's so, due. And at forty nine hundred, that is just cheap enough to roster a guy who will not catch any passes whatsoever. Because yeah. Of course, in full PPR, you really hey, want some... Uh, he's had three in the last two weeks. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> the first well, three I, of his career, I think. I stand somewhat corrected. <laughs> no, so, you're, uh, you're absolutely but, correct. Uh, but yeah, now Danny that, Woodhead's back. Woodhead's back, and but yeah. that all but puts a, a bullet in the, in the brain of... Uh, Pass catching Con- Alex Collins. <laughs> oh, and Buck Allen's fantasy value, too. So, and West uh, should be back, but he got beat out by Allen and then Collins, so... West should be back this week? Supposedly, yeah. Yep, he's been practicing in fall. That is a very crowded backfield now. Now I don't don't even want Alex Collins anymore. (laughs) No. (laughs) The case we made has unraveled. All right. And uh, I don't even – Macklin? No. Let's move on. All right, yeah. Buffalo is at the Los Angeles Clippers. (laughs) I'm kidding. Or Chargers, if you will. Uh, Well, Sean McCoy was good at home against – Meager defenses, but just got shut out last week against the Saints. Saints actually proving to be a pretty good defense. Mm, they he took out Tyrod. Goes on the road to uh, Carson, California, and uh, the StubHub Center, which I've heard may have under 12,000 fans at this game. Oh, I bet the Bills Mafia uh – out. It starts breaking some tables in the parking lot. <laughs> I bet you they exist. show up in, in – in, there'll be more Bills fans in Chargers. I'd be shocked to see that happen because I don't <laughs> think people like ever leave Buffalo that live in Buffalo. How many, <laughs> how many Bills fans are there? Know. And do the, do the Bills uh, travel well? I don't know. No. They, <laughs> they, they, they travel in wagons, right? You have a couple trip. of yoke. You, you're going to lose a lot of fans to dysentery on that travel. <laughs> Inadequate grass. <laughs> yeah. Can't carry. And anyway, we could do an Oregon Trail podcast one day. But uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, nah, yeah, McShady. Yeah, I, I kind of like Shady because people. He was probably one of the higher owned running backs last week, I would imagine. Uh, and he. Was awful we're, at home. We're, we're looking Decker theory, right? Yeah, Eric Decker theory. Uh, I don't know if he's going to score four touchdowns, shady, but yeah, it's a good matchup. And mm. uh, Nathan Peterman, I don't think they're going to want him coming out throwing the ball <laughs> a lot, Probably if at not. all. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I can roll with some shady. I don't. I'm still not trusting. You can't trust the passing game, right? So, I mean, but let's be honest here. McCoy is at 8,200, and Travis Kelsey is at 8,500. And if you're looking at spending money on a guy in that range, how can you not go Kelsey over McCoy? Oh, it, there's no question. It, Absolutely no I, question. I, I can't 
I can't figure out a way where I do that. And that's probably why I don't win big GPPs. <laughs> no, I, I'm the same it's way. Probably, I, I think Kelsey It's probably because we can't win. play them anymore that's either. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, is there anything else on the Buffalo side that you even want to talk about? Kelvin Benjamin, who's down to 62? Hmm. No, uh, I don't we, think so. I, I want to see what this offense is like with Peterman. Yeah, this is yeah. going to be interesting to see. I'm even worried about McCoy. I mean, McCoy, went t- without Tyrod, his yards per carry went down 0.4. And back when he was with the Eagles, with Michael Vick versus the non-running quarterbacks, mm-hmm. went down 0.6. Okay. So I, I'm I'm already worried about McCoy a little. I just want to see it first before I play, play yeah, them. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm backtracking a little bit on my – Somewhat strong stance on McCoy. It's looking like San Diego has not uh, allowed, or they've allowed just one rushing touchdown and one 100-yard rusher over the last five weeks. Yeah, let's 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 bend shady too. Let's right. not touch this game. Over on the flippity, um, can we expect Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler to put up the running back numbers that uh, the Saints did last week against let's, Buffalo? Let's let's hear your uh, Marcel Darius numbers, uh, Fish. For, oh uh, it, yeah, the. <laughs> Since losing Marcel Darius, they're now allowing over six yards per carry, and the Jags with Marcel Darius are under are allowing under three yards per carry now. So yeah, just Mel- after that one, I think trade. I have that matchup on Fantasy Football Weekly this week. Send me that. Info. <laughs> yeah, so Melvin Gordon. Well, he, he he's Austin Eckler is looking better than Melvin Gordon after last week. So I don't know. This, Melvin Gordon has game? never had good yards per carry. No, and uh, uh, career under like under three point eight for his career. Austin Eckler only thirty nine hundred. Mm-hmm. Is this PPR guy? Melvin Gordon still dinged up. The foot's not feeling well. Maybe. Or yeah, I or, will or say, play them both. Maybe you I, could play them both. I mean, think about it. The Bills in the last two weeks, Kamar and Ingram destroyed them together. Forte and Powell destroyed them together. And earlier in the year, before Marcel Darius. Freeman and Coleman destroyed them together. There's been room for two running backs a few times against the Bills this year. Not too crazy. So it's not the worst idea just to, yeah. We Gordon, shall destroy Gordon, the galaxy together. Gordon is pricey, though. So it's, yeah, usually when you're paying up that much for a running back, you're not expecting to roster the other one. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We're Any, not, anything in the passing game? Keenan Allen, Phillip Rivers, Hunter Henry. I, don't think uh, I just feel like the game script. It's the, the the Chargers defense isn't is it's it's decent. It's good, and uh, I I I don't know Nathan Peterman against the rookie this quarterback. This is going to be yeah. a low scoring game. Yeah, I, the game script should just favor the running backs for the Chargers here. So that's the only thing I'm really looking at. The ceiling is not high enough for anyone in the passing game for me. All right, moving on. Cincinnati is at Denver. Uh, Denver's been an absolute disaster since Brock Osweiler took over. Uh, 5,100. Well, it, since before Brock Osweiler <laughs> took over. <laughs> since Trevor Simeon showed up. Um, I can't imagine a scenario where Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders are rostered this week against yeah. Cincy. Who's and a Demarius good is dinged up, still. right? So. I got Sanders is dinged up, too. No, they're both dinged up. Yeah. Apparently. So the Denver side, are, are we done with that? We're not going C.J. Anderson, who's been just losing carries left and right. No, there's nobody on Denver Cincinnati. that I would play in this game. Den- yeah. yeah, nobody on Denver. So we look at the other side. Is it just A.J. Green, or do you have an Andy Dalton, A.J. Green uh, mile-high stack here? No, you can't You can't touch Dalton. But I, I, 
in the same vein as uh, DeAndre Hopkins before. I, I think A.J. Green could Magic fare well. Proof. Yeah, uh, and Denver's secondary is not looking like it was last year. And last year, Green had – these teams faced, uh, played last year. He had eight for 77. Not great, uh, but that's that's a safe floor, basically, I think, in this game. So uh, Denver yeah. has still allowed the fewest catches and receiving yards to opposing wideouts this year. Really? So that's that's the scary part. They have. Well, that's they, that's they part of the reason touchdowns. they've been destroyed they by tight ends, though. So <laughs> They are giving up touchdowns, though. That's the thing. They're, they're, I think, bottom two or three against tight ends. They're just terrible this year. Gronk lit them for 76 last week, I think, so... So Jesus you're saying weeks. you Tyler like Croft? Tyler Croft? He's huh? an interesting play. I didn't look at his price yet, but uh, you know, I I think that he could have a good week here. Let's see. How yep. Forty five hundred on Croft. Croft coughed. Uh, Forty five hundred. Yeah, he's priced up for the matchup, which is absolutely right. Thirty uh, first against tight ends are the Broncos. So yeah, Jeez. Croft maybe six touchdowns. Touchdowns in three straight weeks against the Broncos. But yeah, the Broncos they are they are fading fast. I think. Uh, yeah, the defense is is lost basically. So I'm not I'm I'm not saying I think you can uh, roll the dice on AJ Green. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Mexico City, straight from Mexico. Yeah, Se hablo español. I don't know how to speak Spanish. English, please. New England is visiting Mexico City and taking on Oakland in a home game there. Wonder if Oakland's just going to go to nomad life in that one year where they're <laughs> in between Vegas and, and Oakland, just play a game in San Antonio and Mexico City and a couple in London and. Well, now we're back to game stack territory, Whoa. right? But uh, I don't know, Mexico City, high, high altitude. altitude. The the Patriots stayed in Denver last week. Oh yes. to they're, acclimate to they, the high altitude. Yeah, they are acclimated as a mofo right now. Then, all right. So <laughs> that's also why they stayed in Denver. Yeah, Chris Hogan not looking likely right to play. Come nope. back for New England. Nope. So unlikely. Brandon, this could be the Brandon Cook show. There's only been one Brandon Cook show this season that I can recall. Right, he's only really had one monster game. So he's long overdue. I feel for a big game, and you know the, the Oakland secondary is pretty piss poor this season. So. 11 targets in Denver uh, last week for Cooks, 6 for 74. This matchup is much, much easier. So, yeah, I like Cooks a lot. Um, it's hard not to love Yeah, him. I'm not going out on a limb there. I know that. So, uh, he's certainly in play. Probably one of the chalkier, higher-end wide receivers this week, I would think. And there's Gronk, who we mentioned earlier. 75 yards and a or a touchdown to six three tight ends this year yep. for Oakland. Yep. Oakland uh, is a good matchup for tight end. So right there, you know, he got money. It's the same old basically every week for the last few years. It's like you want to throw one Patriot stack together, yeah. and it's Brady, Cooks, Gronk, and then I, I don't know. I still will not touch any running back. I know Burkhead is now the guy, but he's going to get two touches this game. Watch. Watch Mike Gillisley lead the team carry. So I will never <laughs> – just don't don't even. That would be the epitome. Healthy scratch last week to to touch leader well, this week. No one ever learns their lesson in fantasy land. They're <laughs> like, oh, I got okay. Now I got this backfield pegged. Yep, it's Burkhead. Yep, I got this now. No, it's Belichick is a I, freaking weirdo, and he's gonna mix it all up again. So I'm not you, I'm not touching the running backs. In this over game. the last four games, the Raiders have allowed ten and a half targets and eight and a half catches per game to running back. So James White maybe. If yeah. you had to, or I don't know. Burkhead, maybe? Or maybe Neon it's Burkhead. Lewis, maybe? I don't know. Or, yeah, yeah. I, who knows? So I don't yeah. know. Uh, Oakland, pff, great matchup for them, too. 
someone say something smart about it. I don't have anything smart to say. Do you, do you, do you believe New England's that, that, defense is kind of coming back, or has it just been a product of who they played over the last few weeks? I, I think it might be coming back a little. I, I think it might be a little bit of both, but uh, there's nothing I'm loving about uh, about this matchup for the running backs, at least, right now. Because what I would love is receiving running backs, but I'm not going to count on Richard. And uh, Lynch has looked a little, I don't know, off. He hasn't been super productive. So I guess it's, we're on to the passing game. And it's then Carr, Cooper, Crabtree? <sighs> I, I think I have Carr in my top six this week. But once again, I would rather have guys like Alex Smith than David than David and Derek Carr this week. Or David. Yeah. Um, and Alex Smith is cheaper. And uh, yeah, I'm still – I'd rather play uh, Crabtree over Cooper any day, even though Cooper does have the high ceiling. But it's so so impossible to peg when that happens. So, right. But, uh, no, but, yeah, if, you're, if, you're go, if you're shooting for the moon, I mean, Cooper, if he doesn't see a ton of Malcolm Butler, who has struggled this year, um, New England's top corner. But yeah, New England has allowed the second most yards and third most catches Emmanuel to wide Sanders. receivers. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders made him look silly last week. Yeah, he did. So, yeah, I don't know. You, you, the, the Raiders are stackable, I think. Uh, and Jared Cook, yeah, why not throw, throw – why not? Carr, Cooper, Crabtree, <laughs> Cook. That's four C's. It is. Wow. That means four C's in Spain or Spain. Span. <laughs> four yeses. Mexico. In Spanish. Four <laughs> yeses. Yes, 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 yes. That's all you're going to be saying. C. There it is. C. There it is. <laughs> wow. That is awful. Uh, last game in the slate. Uh, Philly is Thank at God. Dallas. Uh, Zeke's out. Does that mean uh, the rest of Dallas is out of the, out of the picture? They sure looked like a, a just fumbling offense. Without uh, Zeke in the lineup. Yeah, it's a tough matchup for I running backs. I just noticed Stella was in here. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Stella's a good dog. Stella's good a dog. dog, by the way. Yeah, we don't have a, a rando chick in here. Um, <laughs> yeah, ah, what were we talking about? <laughs> we Phil, running backs. Phil, the Phil, random girl we have Phil, under the Philly has a top table. Run, Philly has Licking a top leg. Um, Rundy, I'm not starting any No, yeah, Alf backs. and Rod Smith, no, can't do it. Um, Especially since Rod Smith plays more passing down work. He had like 38. Uh, snaps compared to 22 for Morris, but Morris had a ton more carries. It's just, uh, it's a mess and a tough defense. Um, these teams have not played yet this year. Uh, they played uh, obviously twice last year. The last game uh, was in early January, January 1st. Des Bryant didn't play, but here's Des's game logs uh, three games prior. Uh, with, against the Eagles, four for 113 and a touchdown, five for 104 and a touchdown, six for 114 and three touchdowns. Ooh. So he's got good history against the Eagles, uh, and the, the, their secondary is, eh. It's an above-average matchup for Dez, I would say. Yeah. Somewhat plus matchup. Yeah. So I like Dez. It's, it's and, definitely a plus matchup. And yeah. uh, I don't know, Terrence Williams, that was fun that one week a couple of weeks ago, but, yeah, can't be trusted there. And Jason Witten. I'm not touching him either. Three catches uh, in his last two games against the Eagles, who are who have been brutal against tight ends until this year. I think they've brutally s- good against tight ends. Yes, yeah. uh, but they've softened this year. I believe matchup isn't as tough for tight ends against the Eagles. Yeah, but I'm s- I'm still not touching Witten really. Um, let's let's talk it's about really the Eagles, Des Des or Des or nothing and, and Dak maybe. Yeah, we should uh, talk about Dak. Oh, we can talk about Dak, yeah. Dak's at 7,300. Uh, obviously one of the more consistent plays in fantasy. Yeah. Um, if you're in a cash game, 
he's always a great quarterback to start with because he usually puts up, you know, 20 points just about every game. Yeah, Dak's going to – I mean, if the D- Dallas has any chance, it's, it's all going to be on Dak's shoulders in this game. So uh, I could see just parent doing a little Batman and Robin with him and Dez. Yeah, I kind of like that as the late-game hammer as well. That's kind of fun. Um, but now on the other side. <laughs> uh, on the Eagles' side, <laughs> I mean, there's game stackability here too. Um, J.J. is going to go off in this game. He is? So? Yeah. No Sean Lee. Wow. Uh, I like Tyron Jai. Smith. I like Jai a lot. Uh, Alshon looks like he might miss this game, too. It sounds like he's a game-time decision. Ooh. Uh, he's, he's been uh, practicing less and less throughout the week. So keep an eye on Alshon. He's at 7,600. This is a – I feel like this is like a Wentz, a Jai, Zach Ertz stack is uh, looking pretty good to me. Ertz in his uh, – again, no Sean Lee. That's a major boom for uh, for Ertz, who in his last game against Dallas on January 1st of this year, 13 catches for 139 yards and two touchdowns. So Ertz has been pretty money this season, so he comes in cheaper. If you can't afford Kelsey, Ertz might have just as high a ceiling this week or in – I almost like Ertz more than Gronk, I would say, uh, factoring in price. So, yeah, I'm locking Ertz into lineups if I'm out there in uh, DFS land. Interesting. But uh, I don't know. If Jeffrey doesn't go, are you going to Aguilar, Torrey Smith? What do you think? Double down on Ertz. Double down on Ertz, Honestly. yep. <laughs> are you are you with me on Ajayi? I think they I'm, give him. I'm very with you. On I think Ajayi. they give him. Of course, you minimum. guys are in on Ajayi. You like are the Ajayi fan club. Cle- Clement was in to run out the clock. Ajayi was in <laughs> in the second quarter in the start of the third, and they yeah. pulled him, not wanting him to get hurt when it was a block. I think Ajayi pushes 20, Plus, 20 touches in this game. About fifteen carries. I think I could see him getting and catching some balls out of the backfield. But Garrett Blunt is just he's one of the worst red zone backs in the NFL. Yeah, he's. I read, read the stat last week. He had like he has like eight carries for inside negative, the five for negative five yards from the four yard line and in. He has eight carries, only one touchdown and ne- negative yardage. So he just yeah. doesn't go forward. <laughs> so get him out of the game. Yeah, Jai. I think people are still going to be a little hesitant to uh, trust him as a featured back. Might be a low ownership there too. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, yeah, and yeah, this game has no implication for us <laughs> Giants fans. We, we were all dead in, in the wall. <laughs> all right, I built a lineup, but it doesn't have any Philly or Dallas in it, so I kind of feel bad. Uh, I went I went Pat stack. I got Brady, Cooks, and Gronk in there. Chris Thompson and Jamal Williams are my running backs. Larry Fitzgerald is my other wide receiver. And Travis Kelsey is my tight end right now. So I have Fitzgerald, Cooks, Gronk, Kelsey is my four pass catchers there. Austin Eckler's in the flex. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a rock-bottom defense that I'm throwing in against Jay Cutler because sometimes Jay Cutler throws a whole bunch of touchdowns to the wrong team. Yep, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I'm, I'm feeling a little a little bad about this now and, and looking at, oh, I kind of like the Des Dak angle. I kind of like Zach Ertz. want to get him in there. Yeah, man. Lots of good options out there, so everyone should uh, build uh, multiple lineups. Yeah, on I know fan there, ball. there's a lot. There's a lot of fun lineups that you can make this week. This, there's been a lot of awful slates. Yeah, and this, this is one this is, is one. one of the better ones. Yep. So if you're gonna go multiple entries in a week, let's do it this week. Uh, we should also mention that uh, next week we are going to do two fantasy football almost daily DFS shows. Oh boy, we'll do one on Tuesday that's going to highlight the Thanksgiving slate of three games. Uh, so that'll be a pretty short one. And then we're going to do one on Wednesday that will highlight the uh, normal Sunday slate. And uh, 
it'll be a little earlier in the week, but we're not coming in on Thursday or Friday to the office to do one podcast and then leave. Sorry. We like you, but not that much. <laughs> uh, the other thing I'd like to mention, subscribe to uh, the Explosive Output podcast. That's my podcast. And oh, I've had shameless. Each of these guys. Self-promotion. Each of these guys. Brian was episode one. Scott Fish was episode two. We had two V on uh, earlier this week. And I have a really good guest lined up today. Uh, I'm about 99% sure it works out, but I'm not, oh, yeah? I'm not going to. Is he uh, coming here? Uh, no, I'm going there. Ooh. You want to go with me? My producer T-Bone is out. Might be fun. Real work to do. Oh. <laughs> we'll see, though. We'll see. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I might have a pretty special guest on for an uh, Explosive Output podcast nice. today. If I post one today, it's going to be good. Nice. So, uh, excited about that. Please uh, rate and review the Fantasy Football Almost Daily podcast on iTunes. Frankly, do it for the Explosive Output podcast as well. And uh, follow us on Twitter. That's at BTXJ for Brian, at ScottFish24 for ScottFish. I am at Explosive Output. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you again next week on Fantasy Football Almost Daily.